Lovely day for tennis, eh? Game set and match. This is Tennis Talk Canada with Jim Taddy on TSN 1050. Well, here we go, all set to launch the French Open on TSN. Jim Taddy here. Uh, Ken Christina is with us as well, Director of Tennis from Mayfair Clubs. Ken, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Jim. Uh, happy to be back talking tennis on TSN 1050. And I must say, I missed our little opening there about a lovely day for tennis. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is if you're outdoors, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that. Uh, I want to welcome in all our sponsors and, and first sort of map this out. We're here every Saturday uh, on TSN 1050 until and including September 18th, which will uh, wrap up the U.S. Open. And uh, next week we have to jog a little earlier at 10 a.m. because of world hockey coverage on TSN 1050. Uh, new sponsors, Owl Mortgage is with us, Fox Group at IG Private Wealth. And uh, what else? who else do we have? Scoglin Holmes is here and uh, Racket Guys all aboard. So far we have openings, so if you have uh, an interest in it, uh, you can contact Ken or myself and, and we'll customize uh, a program for you. So let's welcome in our first sponsor for almost two decades, Vince Gaetano of Oil uh, Owl Mortgage. Owlmortgage.ca has helped educate new and existing homeowners with tips and money savings and strategies to build wealth through real estate. Stay tuned to the Wise Old Owl on this Instagram live show every Thursday at Vince G Mortgage is the Instagram account. Vince Gaetano of OwlMortgage.ca. So my apologies to Vince for mangling the Owl Mortgage right off the top, but there's plenty of mentions here. You'll get used to that name before we move on. Uh, so plenty of headlines here, Kenny. Uh, you know, uh, and let's start with Osaka and Federer. Federer back in action after a long, uh, I guess, um, time off, and, and Osaka back in, but not speaking. Interesting storylines for both. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, let's start with, with uh, Roger. So excited to see him back out. You know, it's, it's a tough draw. It's, uh, we've got the top, you know, the big three. They're certainly not ranked one, two, three right now, but the big three, Roger, Rafa, and Novak, all on the top half of the draw. For Roger, it's going to be tough. You know, he made that one comeback, played a couple of matches, didn't play exceptionally well took some time off, felt the knee wasn't quite ready and wanted to kind of work on his game. Um, it's not easy for him. He's playing Eastman, a qualifier in the first round. Uh, and if he wins that, he's going to probably play Chilich. And then if he gets through there, uh, most likely the number 30th uh, seed, uh, Taylor Fritz. So it's going to be a tough battle. You know, I'm a huge, huge Roger Federer fan. And, you know, we're supposed to be unbiased when we talk tennis and you're not... But with what he has done for the game of tennis and in the game of tennis, I've always been a huge uh, fan of his, uh, spending a lot of time, not a lot of time, but spending some time with him off court and talking to him. Um, I just don't know if, if the clay is the way for him to kind of make his comeback, you know, the first tournament back. I guess it's going to be a little easier on his knee with the stopping and the starting as you get the slide for the ball. But it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough for him starting off with three out of five set matches, a big test on the physical side of things. So we'll see how he does. I'm hoping for great things, but, uh, you know, cautiously optimistic, I guess, would be the best way to say how, uh, how that goes. Um, and with Osaka, yes, not talking to the media. Look, you've been doing the media side of things for sport for an awful long time, and I don't know that we've ever seen this before, uh, Jim, and I, I'm no. really... I'm really shocked, to be honest. Um, 
I understand it. I understand that there's some uncomfortable questions sometimes. I understand that, you know, you, there's some dumb questions sometimes. I mean, we've seen people call Bianca by the wrong name. We've seen uh, the media say, you know, how did you feel with your win out there today? And the, and the, the player said, actually, I lost. I mean, mistakes happen. Those things happen. There will be some times that are tough. And I understand that, you know, Osaka is saying it's affecting her, the mental side of uh, life for her. And it's, it's giving her some challenges, which I get. But I think it was Nadal that said, without the media, we wouldn't be the players that we are. And, you know, he's right. Because without the media, Osaka wouldn't be making the money that she's making. And without the media, tennis wouldn't be as big as it's gotten over the last three to five years. And I think it's a mistake. You know, there's been talk that, yes, she can afford the $20,000 fines that they're going to levy or possibly going to levy on her. Um, but I think you've got to sit there and take your lumps when you win and or when you lose. And you have to sit there and, um, you know, grow the sport of tennis, sometimes painfully. Um, but I'm a believer that, uh, you know, it's good and it's bad in what the media can give to us. And I think you've got you've to step up and do what's right for the growth of the game. And it'll be interesting to see. I don't think any other players, as far as I'm concerned, I haven't read of any other players that have followed suit in what she has said and saying that they're going to skip media. But uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on it, Jim? Well, I mean, it's, it's all part and parcel. I mean, I can understand why you'd be frustrated with some of the questions, and I get that. And, you know, I have to say that... Um, the way the world we're in now, a lot of these questions are on Zoom, and uh, there's a lot of people there that that might not normally be there, and, and I think that would apply to the, the sports that I've covered. I've, I hear I hear names or, or voices that aren't normally there, and that's okay. I mean, obviously they're allowed to be there, and some of the questions you you obviously don't like, but I, I think the world that we live in now, there's there's always a way to hear the whole press conference and so you can add the right context to it and you know a bad question is a bad question and a snarky answer is a snarky answer that's all part of it you don't take it out of context um, you know i don't think any of this is meant to be taken personally but but clearly it's bothering her and you know she has said that uh, the fine uh, would be uh, donated to a, a mental health charity and so she's well prepared for it i think it does detract from a major event, having said that, and, and you know, you expect people to participate. And, and as I said before, you know, a clunky question, uh, you know, goes on the person asking the question, not not the uh, not the athlete. So I mean, it's all there. The world we live in, you you can try to take things out of context, but the original context is there if you want to find it. Yeah, I agree. And you know, I I think, you know, I've done some uh, with the um, the event in Toronto. I've done these these little. Um, car interviews where I've got a bunch of cameras in the car and the ATP and the WTA players get in and I drive them usually yeah. from the hotel in downtown Toronto up to the event and we just chat and as soon as they get in the car I basically say to the player each time I say look firstly I'm a tennis professional first I'm not really the media guy and I said if I ask you a question that you're uncomfortable with just say you know skip or no comment and let's move on and, you know, Novak did a press conference the other day where they started asking him or telling him what Kyrgios has said about him. And Novak listened uh, to what the interview uh, or the, the reporter had, had said. And then he basically said, I'm, I'm not going to comment on, on what Nick Kyrgios says about me or to me. And I think, you know, we've seen it before. We've seen it with hockey players. We've seen it with soccer players. You've seen it with every sport. If you're really uncomfortable with the question, take a flyer on it, pass and move on. You know, yeah. I guess for both of us, it's a little easier on this side 
of of the media to say, you know, you got to do it. But the fact that there's really been no other players stepping up and, and kind of saying, I'm not going to do it either, makes you kind of think like, I, I think maybe she's got to do a little bit more, maybe work a little bit harder to try and, uh, you know, get in front of the microphone and or the cameras and, 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 and do those press conferences. We'll see what happens. It's the first time that I've ever heard of it. So let's see what happens as the event rolls along. Yeah, and it does narrow uh, your exposure. Uh, the other thing that I will say in defense of those asking the question, sometimes you're in a you're lined up in a queue or in a in a post game. I've done this at a Stanley Cup uh, where you know the the uh, the media person comes out and and taps the first three questions because he wants it to start properly or he or she wants it to start properly. And sometimes when it gets your turn to ask the question, it's already been asked and you're stuck. So I mean that that could explain sometimes why those questions come out and you go why why would you ask that? Well, got stuck and and you had to uh, in a live situation you were you know you know you were pegged off as the the third question and and, and it got answered already and sometimes it's uh, it's not easy to, to bail out on that but i mean just trying to explain you know sort of the uh, the the uh, the context of, of everything here it just but it's a loss for a major event right yes absolutely and naomi also sent an email um or a letter of some nature to the French Tennis Federation that uh, runs and organizes the French Open, you know, almost apologetically um, for, for what, you know, saying it's not against your tournament, it just happens to be this tournament. So it might be something pretty recent that's really struck a nerve with uh, Naomi. Um, but I agree with you. I've been in those situations before where, you know, you're asking questions and then you do get stuck and you, you're trying to find something that's interesting, right? You know, three or four questions have been asked and you know, you don't want to just kind of skirt around those same issues. So you try to go down a path that maybe, you know, the listener will find interesting, the fans will find interesting. And, um, you know, these, these, these athletes, it, it can't be easy as, as the, the types of media that are out there, you know, the types of um, social media that, that, that can be, um, you know, your answers can be sent to. And it's not like the old days where there was just newspapers and, you know, not as many people read it. Now the entire world sees it quickly. But having said all that, Naomi is the number one earner in the world in the last 12 months for women, uh, making $50 million in endorsements and $5.5 million in prize money. So there's something to be said for what you know the media has done for her earning power. And I think it's, uh, it might be a bit of a mistake in not recognizing a big part of why that money came her way. So you're right. We'll see. It's the first time. Let's see what happens with it. But uh, it was a little bit shocking news for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Catches people off guard because it's expected behavior. But she has her reasons, and um, we'll see how it plays out. Coming up uh, later on, actually coming up next, Michael Downey, President and CEO of Tennis Canada. Later on, Mark Rowe from the TSN Tennis Department. He's going to be anchoring a lot of the French Open stuff uh, on the TV side. And then we'll finish off Tennis Talk Canada with a chat about the Canadian hopes. Uh, and we'll also do this with Mark Rowe at the French Open. OwlMortgage.ca is here to help educate first-time and existing homeowners on how to use your mortgage as a tool to build wealth through real estate. While many feel the new stress test hinders borrowers, OwlMortgage.ca can teach you how it can grow your net worth. Call 416-613-LEND, 416-613-LEND today, and Vince and his crew will help you out. This is Tennis Talk Canada, TSN 1050, TSN1050.ca, the TSN and iHeartRadio apps. You're listening to Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. Here's Jim Taddy. 
Welcome back to Tennis Talk Canada. This segment of Tennis Talk Canada is sponsored by the Fox Group at IG Private Wealth Management. Getting your financial planning in order is very important. This past year has taught us to expect the unexpected. Yes. So I feel comfortable and confident recommending Don Fox and his team to you. The Fox Group will provide a written plan that will be tailored specifically for you and will reflect your goals and aspirations. It will be reviewed with you regularly and updated or adjusted to reflect major changes in circumstances or life events. The planning process begins with you in mind. The Fox Group inspiring clients to achieve true wealth. Contact the Fox Group at their website, donfox.net, and follow on Twitter at Fox Group PWM. Jim Taddy and Ken Christina with you. Let's bring in Michael Downey, President and CEO of Tennis Canada. Michael, how are you today, sir? Hello, Michael. Hmm. It looks like we'll uh, we'll try reconnecting with Michael. Yeah, going to try and reconnect there. There's a technical issue there, so uh, he's got to be excited because uh, you know the National Bank Open is the the new major tennis event in Canada. He's going to update us on that, and of course, uh, plenty of interest in the French Open. Ken, absolutely, and uh, I've been actually able to talk to Michael a little bit via text throughout the uh, last few months, and. They're certainly in uh, preparation for the National Bank Open with, you know, hopes, that he, I'm sure he'll tell us, of being able to host in Canada. Um, but we've also talked a lot about the possibilities and when we felt that tennis would open up again and the, what Tennis Canada and our Provincial Tennis Association, the Ontario Tennis Association, was doing as far as lobbying to get tennis being able to play again. There's been lots of talk in the media about tennis and golf and, you know, why people weren't allowed to play it. And I was probably one of those guys thinking, why can't we play it? And, you know, it's a tough balancing act that the city of Toronto, the province of Ontario, you know, Canada and the world has kind of gone through and, you know, when to bring sports back, when to bring spectators back. And, uh, you know, people are back out playing outdoor tennis now. So I'm sure they're happy to be able to do that. And I'm sure our listeners have either played some outdoor tennis or been driving by courts and seeing people play outdoor tennis. So that's nice uh, for sure. So you're a director of tennis at the Mayfair Clubs. When do you expect your opening in early July? Yeah, we're expecting early July based on the last uh, information that came out from the government uh, with the new three-step process. Um, It's a little bit based on vaccination numbers and percentages of people being vaccinated. so, you know, I rented a van and I've been running around to all my neighbors. No, I'm kidding you. I haven't been doing that, taking them out <laughs> to get vaccinated. But, um, you know, it's not a bad I feel idea. A little bit, yeah, <laughs> I feel a little bit more hopeful. Uh, you know, my kids are um, my youngest kids are 18, 20, 21 and 22, and they've all now been vaccinated uh, their first shot. So we're certainly rolling out to higher numbers and a greater spectrum or, or, or broadness of people, which is certainly happy to see um but yeah we're thinking indoor tennis the beginning of july um but to be honest as a tennis you know a lover of the game of tennis i'm just happy to be able to drive by outdoor tennis courts right now and and seeing people play um but to be honest jim i've been driving by outdoor courts for a long time and i've been seeing people play i think you know in in the tennis bag now for a while there people were carrying their rackets their string their extra shoes their tennis balls and a lock cutter because it seemed to me they were finding ways to get on some of these outdoor public courts and uh, sneaking out and playing. And I get it. You're 80 feet away when you're playing tennis and people were getting frustrated as to why they couldn't play the game that they love so much, both for their mental health and their, and their, their health of being a little bit more physical and those types of things. But uh, 
you know, now they're able to do it, uh, for lack of a better word, legally. Um, so it's, it's just nice to see the courts are full again. Um, let me ask you this. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think that I'm always curious about, you know, how this tracks forward in terms of a business plan. Uh, you know, and, and so your place has been really locked down for, for quite a, quite a bit. And, and so how do you march forward? Do you, do you sort of, uh, try to figure out ways how to, how to, uh, you know, recapture or do you just march forward without? Well, that's a great question. Actually, we know that if we open tomorrow, as an example, we know that, you know, the real hardcore lovers of the game of tennis will come back. And at the Mayfair clubs, what happens is a lot of people play tennis now year round because we have the air conditioning and we're, we're covered with permanent structures. So they love the ability to know that they're going to play. They're going to be in a comfortable climate. Um, and no matter, there's you know, no rain, no, no storms, no, no nasty outdoor tennis lighting, anything like that, so that they're going to be able to play in, an, in a nice controlled environment. Those players are going to come back that love the game so much. We know that some players that might have some health issues, whether that's indoor tennis or outdoor de- tennis, might be a little hesitant to come back. So it's, it's about you know, being clean. It's about proper testing at your front door, the, the questions. It's, we do uh, temperature checks before you come in. Um, I think a greater number of people being vaccinated will make more people comfortable. And to be honest, the game of tennis, if you go out and play singles, you can really, the closest you ever really have to be to your opponent is about 35 to 40 feet away. You know, if I go up to the net to pick up a ball, you can stay at the baseline. And we're still quite a distance from each other, 35 to 40 feet away. So it's a very safe environment. Um, we have fresh air that gets piped into our clubs constantly through our systems. So it, it's a very safe sport. Um, it's, a, it's an easy sport as far as, you know, um, feeling like you're comfortable. You never feel like you're bumping into people. Yes, if you play doubles, you can start to get a little bit closer. But if you're not feeling safe based on the pandemic, or maybe you haven't had your second vaccination shot or even your first yet, um, you, you can play singles and keep that distance. So we're, we're pretty comfortable that people will come back. And to be honest, Jim, with Bianca, Layla, Jeannie, Milos, Rebecca Marino, Felix, Dennis, the list goes on and on and on. More and more young players are playing the game. And much like me, when I was a five-year-old and I started playing the game, or four I started at, after a couple years of me playing a ton of tennis, my parents started to play because they, they were taking me to the, to the local courts. A little shout out to Heron Park Tennis Club in Scarborough, <laughs> which is where I grew up playing. And, you know, my parents would sit and watch me play. And then eventually they started to play. So we're seeing that happen, but we're seeing it happen in droves. And a lot of it is because tennis is such a great game. But more of it, I believe, is because of these great young superstars that we have coming up that are playing. If well, we we've had some tech. Sorry, go ahead. If we haven't connected with uh, Michael yet, I can tell you a quick story about something that's gone on well, in the past just, week. Hold, hold that, because Michael is there. That's what I was about to say was we want to apologize for the technical difficulties. But in these times, the technology really gets stretched, and sometimes it snaps. So Michael Downey, president and CEO of Tennis Canada, is here. Michael, welcome. How are you today, sir? Oh. Sorry for the, the, the delay. Yeah, no problem whatsoever. Just glad to have the opportunity to chat with you guys. Okay, so t- so take us through uh, where we are with the National Bank Open and and, and uh, you know what what we can look forward to that way. Yeah, so we're you know I, I hate to say it we're crossing our fingers, but uh, that's kind of the world we live in right now. We are we are in constant discussion with all levels of government. Uh, obviously, public health is at the center of all of that. Uh, you know the big 
The big question we have to get answered is what's called modified quarantine. You know, we need approval for a significantly reduced quarantine period for the tennis players coming in from around the world. But we feel comfortable we'll get that approval. And the reason I say that is, you know, we just got to be cognizant of kind of the standards that public health have put forward. And, you know, this morning, for example, I read that Teresa Tam has said, you know, it's really paramount that we get 70% of the adult population vaccinated once and 20% of the vaccination with double doses. And we feel by the time August rolls around that in both Toronto and Montreal, those cities will be well within reach of those levels and we'll get approval. But it just takes time and we've got to be patient. Well, we're certainly hopeful as well, Michael. Um, you know, there is some, I guess, a bit of a light at the end of the tunnel with what's going on in Montreal tonight with 2,500 fans allowed to uh, watch uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs capture game six. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to slip that in there. Um, so I guess that must be a little bit, um, I guess, some hope for you guys if they're allowing fans now in for uh, an indoor hockey event that possibly... Um, you're hoping that fans might be allowed to watch at the National Bank Open at both sites or at least one site? What are your thoughts there? No, it's a good question. And we are optimistic, but we've got to be, it's a step function. So we've got to get approval for broadcast-only events that, as I said, allow the tennis players and their coaches to come in from around the world first. Uh, because that's that's the key uh, parameter we've got to get over or the hurdle we've got to get over. And that's a different hurdle than the Montreal Canadiens allowing 2,500 fans in because you're talking about a domestic event among domestic players, you know, from Toronto and Montreal. But if we can get approval to broadcast only for the international players, then we'll seek approval for limited fans. But it really is a staged scenario, and, and as I say to our staff, we can't be greedy. Like, we've got to go after broadcast only first. It's the safer vehicle, but we do believe if we get approval for broadcast only, then probably much closer to opening day, we'll get approval for a limited number of fans. But it will be a limited number of fans because, as you're, you said with the Montreal Canadiens, we've just got to be cognizant of the fact that we've got to keep our eye on public health standards. So, you know, if we're lucky enough to get fans into our, our two venues, it'll probably be, you know, no more than 25% of capacity, but that's better than zero uh, capacity utilization. Uh, Michael, these are interesting times, as we all are aware, and, and I guess uh, you, much like the rest of us in our own lives, you, you look for, you're aware of what you can't do, and then you figure out what you can do, and, and certainly uh, Tennis Canada has to move forward. You've got a, a women's and girls' development plan that you're, you're launching. Yeah, very much so, and we're excited about it. We, um, it it's a, um, a gender equality program that we're doing in partnership with our new title sponsor of the National Bank Open, that being National Bank. And it's going to be a 10-year program um, underwritten by, by National Bank. And it kicks off actually next week with a new TV spot that will air during TSN's broadcast of the French Open. And it features Bianca Andreescu. But uh, beyond that, what it's trying to do is highlight the global problem of young girls dropping out of sport during adolescence. And it is a global problem. 
You know, the research is pretty consistent from country to country that a staggering one out of three young girls drops out of sport during adolescence versus only one out of ten boys. So we're just bringing kind of attention to that matter, and it's a, it's a very inspirational spot that's going to debut next week that profiles Bianca and kind of her role model status. But it's a program that goes a lot deeper than that. You know, we want to see more women in coaching. We want to see more young girls enter the sport. And we want to make sure, you know, there's kind of an equal voice. And, and what we're talking about there is, you know, just making sure that we're giving as much attention to women's tennis as we are men's tennis. So an exciting program. I love that. I love that uh, Tennis Canada is launching that program. I've been a strong advocate. I have two daughters, Michael, and I've, I've always been hiring female tennis pros, uh, both at my old club in Oshawa and now at Mayfair Clubs. And I think that you know, having those female coaches allows these young female players to aspire to that, to be able to talk freely to their coach. And I, I admire what uh, Tennis Canada is doing. So thank you for that uh, initiative. That's, uh, that's super news. Yeah, um, I may say, if I can just add to it, you know, our sport is pretty well gender equality from a participation end. Like the last stats I saw is, you know, everyday play is about 55, 45 men and women. So we know we're pretty equal at the base grassroots level, but it kind of goes south from there. You know, like of, of certified coaches in this country, only 30% are women. So we've got to work in how to get that number higher. Because as you said, Ken, you know, if we can get more women into the coaching stream and they stay there, it's inspirational for young girls coming up. And it probably starts at high performance. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we only have one full-time female coach at high perform in high performance at Tennis Canada, and that's just not acceptable. So we need to actually mentor more women in the high performance field and get them into some of the academies across the country because they're great coaches. They just need to be given the opportunity. I agree with you 100%. You know, uh, one of the coaches we hired at Mayfair, she was number 47th in the world. She took a set off Venus Williams at Wimbledon when Venus was number one in the world was Maureen Drake. And, you know, having her knowledge and, and, and her, you know, her experience with these young female players is second to none. So, yes, I agree with you. We, we've talked a little bit about the National Bank Open. Do you know where we're at with some of our uh, ITF events across the country and or junior nationals when we expect to see them return to kind of maybe not full flight, but certainly um, be populating the tennis scene again? Yeah, it's a very good question. Look, we are hoping that we will stage the junior nationals for under 12, 14, 16, uh, 18 um, in late August, early September. So we're, we're planning for that. But, you know, there's always risk around it. Uh, so we can't firm that up just yet, but we're sure hoping that we can stage it, stage those events. And we're looking to bring back and stage many of the challenger events in the fourth quarter. So unfortunately, you know, all the challenger events across the country, whether it was Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, Granby, they were all canceled given the situation with COVID-19. But we're hoping that you know we can we can stage the Tevlin Challenger in Toronto in October. We can change. We can. We've already talked to our friends in Drummondville, Quebec, about delaying their Challenger into the fourth quarter. 
There's another Challenger uh, plan for Saguenay in Quebec. And we are looking at maybe adding some events in the fourth quarter because, you know, one of the real travesties is that the best players in the country have not been able to compete. And therefore, if, if it opens up, and we're pretty confident it will, we really hope that we'll have a full menu of, of competitions in the fourth quarter so these, uh, these great uh, players can actually finish the year with an awful lot of competitions, and then we'll head into 22. Michael, really appreciate you stopping by again. Our apologies for the uh, delay off the top. Thank you. No problem. Stay healthy and safe. Yes. Bye now. Bye. That's uh, Michael Downey, President and CEO of Tennis Canada. Racket Guys is Canada's largest selection of tennis gear at the guaranteed lowest price. Shop online at racketguys.ca or visit their Markham Superstore for expert advice. This segment of Tennis Talk Canada is sponsored by the Fox Group at IG Private Wealth Management. Getting your financial planning in order is very important. This past year has taught us to expect the unexpected. So I feel comfortable and confident recommending Don Fox and his team to you. The Fox Group will provide a written plan that will be tailored specifically for you and will reflect your goals and aspirations. It will be reviewed with you regularly and updated or adjusted to reflect major changes in circumstances or life events. The planning process begins with you in mind, the Fox Group inspiring clients to achieve True Wealth. Contact the Fox Group at their website, donfox.net, and follow on Twitter at Fox Group PWM. Coming up next, Mark Rowe from the TSN Tennis Department. This is Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. You're listening to Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. Here's Jim Taddy. Welcome back to Tennis Talk Canada. Jim Taddy and Ken Christina with you. This segment is brought to you by Scoglund Homes. Considering selling your home in the GTA, do not just rely on a strong market. Call Eric Scoglin and maximize your sale price with the Scoglin Homes comprehensive listing plan with luxurious staging, eye-catching video marketing, drone photography, and a large database of qualified buyers looking for homes just like yours. Call 647-300-7019 and speak to Eric directly or check out scoglinhomes.com to make the right decision around your largest investment. Let's bring in Mark Rowe now from Tennis Headquarters on the TV side. Mark, how are you today? Today, sir i'm good how are you jim how are you ken everybody's well, good thanks. here yeah we're we're, oh. we're 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 getting through it uh, so first of all uh let's uh you know pay honor to the tsn coverage what do we have what are you going to be involved in here so starting tomorrow we're on the air for the 15 days of the french open uh we are on the air at 5 a.m to begin the tournament uh you will get kind of first ball to last ball um, a lot of days we're on two or three different TSN channels, so we uh, we spread out the coverage. So if Roth is playing at the same time as Serena or one of the Canadians, you'll be able to watch all of them. Um, we also have our partners on site to get us uh, interviews. So, yeah, we'll be covering it kind of like normal. And, and you can also see it on the TSN app and, and TSN Direct and on your phone and on your iPad. So we really have... You know, have this this tournament totally covered for the tennis fan that wants to watch multiple matches at the same time. I was looking at at the five a.m. So you must get up at what two thirty? Uh, two o'clock. Yeah. Two thirty for sleeping. Today I uh, today I woke up at four thirty just to get get myself ready, and that felt pretty, pretty painful. And that's <laughs> Oh, that's that's a two that's a two hour sleep and I'll be in trouble if I sleep at four thirty tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Slams are always, uh, you know, the, such 
so interesting to watch, and the coverage by TSN is exceptional. Are there any first-round matchups that are jumping off the uh, draw sheets at you, Mark, that you're looking forward to seeing? And uh, uh, can you can you share with our listeners? Uh, you know, it's, we, we've talked a lot about the seeds on the men's side and how Rossman Nadal, who is obviously the favorite, he's won this tournament 13 times, uh, isn't the number one seed. He's not even the number two seed. He's the number three seed because of the rankings. And Daniil Medvedev, who has played phenomenally on tour, except on clay. He's never won a match at the French Open in the main draw, is the number two seed above Rafa. And he faces uh, Alexander Bublik, who is a really tricky opponent. So, A, is Medvedev going to lose in the first round again? And B, are we going to get some really good quotes from him? Because he has been outspoken about how much he hates clay. Um, so that's an interesting one to me. I, I think any time that, you know, there's so much attention on Bianca Andreescu and, you know, where her health is at. And, and, you know, she had two relatively easy matches last week in Strasbourg and then pulled the shoot to stay healthy for the French Open. So, of course, we're all wondering how healthy is she? Where is her game? The last time, you know, we saw her, you know, at the Miami Open, she looked really good. And then in the final, again, she had to retire in that match. So I, I think the... You know, the Canadians are obviously matches that we're going to keep our eyes on a lot. But, um, you know, the Medvedev one is an early uh, an early upset potentially waiting to happen. And that is always an entertaining one because he's just he, he's so transparent with his feelings towards the, the surface. Mark, uh, two levels of questioning here. First of all, back to the, the human side of this. How many cups of coffee does it take you to be uh, just bright at five in the morning? And and when you're looking at the draw, did, did anybody win the draw lottery with a with a, a road paved to success? Um, how many cups? Of, I have like a I've graduated to like a one of those like thermos oh. um, that I don't know it's like a full liter of coffee and it keeps <laughs> it warm for a few hours because. Um, not that I'm going to complain about free coffee at Nine Channel Nine Court, but Jim, you know it's not uh, it's not the best coffee in the world, so I, I do try to keep to that. So I don't know. That's that's probably five cups of coffee that I have beside me on set. Um, I think Bianca got a good draw. Um, you know, she's in Naomi Osaka's quarter, and as good as Osaka is, and you can make the argument she's the best player in the world. She has not had that kind of same success on clay or on grass, for that matter. So I think it's good for Bianca. Um, I think it's good for Stefano Tsitsipas, who really avoids the big three of, of Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal. And if there's one player outside of Rafa and Djokovic who I think can win it, it's, it's him because he's played so well on the, you know, the clay court season. Two titles. No one's won more matches this year. He has been knocking at the door, uh, grand slams, reaching two semifinals. So I think that is his section of the draw to win. And I think he's kind of got a path there um, to the the quarters and semis and and probably the final if you make me, if you force me to make a prediction. Yeah, I agree with you. Sitsi Pass certainly looks like that he's got a a relatively nice draw. I don't know if there's ever a good draw on a clay court slam, but uh, certainly Mm -hmm. pretty good. Uncle Tony joined Felix's team, and we haven't really seen that the, I guess the change or the improvement that we thought we'd we would see. And I know as a coach, it doesn't happen overnight. But we, a lot of tennis fans thought it was going to happen overnight. Do you see Uncle Tony making a change and and improving Felix's game, whether it be just on clay or his mental state? What do you see happening with that uh, tandem? 
I do, because of that last part that you said, the mental state. And, you know, how many times have we had the conversation that Felix has all the tools to be a Grand Slam champion, and he is the reason why other players kind of jokingly call him the chosen one, or at least the next big star on tour. He's 0-7 in finals for a reason, and I'm sure there are 15 different reasons why he has lost all those matches, but there's got to be a mental hurdle there. And to learn from a coach who has been a part of the you know, the greatest champion, at least on this surface, and, you know, he's a 20-time Grand Slam winner in Rafa Nadal, helps. You're right. It doesn't happen overnight. And we're, we're all victims of as soon as that news came out, oh, this is great. Felix is going to go to a bunch of semifinals and finals, and then now he's going to be really close to winning the Grand Slam. You know, I chatted with him earlier this week, and, and again, he's – way more mature than I ever was at 20. But he kind of said the same thing. Like this, I didn't do this so I could win the next tournament. I did this so I could have a better career. And, um, you know, slowly but surely it's happening. And, and he's close. Uh, close doesn't get you victories at a Grand Slam level. But I think that, you know, he is not far off of kind of turning the corner here and getting some real significant results and seeing some of that potential being realized on the biggest stage. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said there. And it's, you know, it's tricky because you, you hope that these new pairings or bringing in Uncle Tony would make a, a difference overnight. But really, you know, it's a, it's a long process. So good for Felix. And, and I agree with you. I, I talked to him, I guess, two, three weeks ago now. And he, he is not the 20-year-old that uh, I ever was. And he's not the 20-year-old <laughs> that lives in my house right now either. So uh, it's crazy. <laughs> Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic all on the same half of a draw at a slam. I don't remember when it happened like this. Uh, maybe when they were, you know, just coming along. But uh, which one of those three, if any of those three, come out of that top half and make it to the finals? Is there a chance he can go against Nadal on his favorite surface? I, you know, we'd all be stupid to, to say that, right? Like, I, <laughs> like, he's only done it 13 times. His record is 102 in his lifetime at this event. Um, you know, obviously Djokovic is his biggest threat. Djokovic just, what, less than an hour ago, won another tournament in, in Serbia. Um, you know, the field wasn't the greatest, but still, he, he's confident. They had a great, you know, showdown in Rome. Um, it's funny that we're all questioning Rafa's game because he only won two tournaments in the clay court season. Only two, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, the, the simple answer is yes. Rafa is the favorite. I think that in a best of five, even if he's not playing at his best, he will navigate his way through a match. And we've seen it time and time again. I remember a match against Diego Schwartzman a couple of years ago where Diego was throwing everything at him. And I think he won the first set and he was maybe up a break in the second. And Rafa figured it out. And that's in these best of five, it allows you time to figure things out. Um, so, yeah, I think it's. He's, he's on route to winning a 14th and, more importantly, a 21st Grand Slam, which would pass Roger Federer. And we're all excited to see Roger, of course. He was the first one to say, do not put me in the category of a title contender. He's almost just kind of happy to be here, get some matches under his belt, and really focus on Wimbledon, which is where we can kind of seriously talk about him competing or at least going deep into the second week. Mark, really appreciate you stopping by. Uh, good luck with the coffee. I know if I had uh, five cups of coffee in that time frame, there'd be another problem, but that's another issue for another day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks thank a lot. Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay. Cannot work on that volley. And, Jim, I will give you a virtual Barton Street handshake, buddy. Oh, that hurts. 
<laughs> Thank you very much, Mark Rowe, TSN Tennis. <laughs> Looking to purchase a home in this busy GTA market? Do not get overwhelmed. Let Eric at Scoglin Homes guide you through the process. Eric's comprehensive buyer's plan takes the stress out of purchasing with great services, including virtual showings, access to exclusive listings from the top brokerages in the city, and a complimentary design consult once you have found your dream home. Buyer's representation is very important in a hot market, so call Eric directly at 647-300-7019 or check out scoglinhomes.com to get started. Coming up next, Ken and I are going to jaw away about what we've gone over in the last 45 minutes. This is Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. You're listening to Tennis Talk Canada on TSN 1050. Here's Jim Taddy. Welcome back to Tennis Talk Canada. Whatever your home means to you, owlmortgage.ca and its expert staff can help turn your home ownership dreams into a reality that you and your family can be proud of. With education and a plan, owlmortgage.ca will grow your net worth through real estate. Call right now, 416-613-LEND, L-E-N-D. Call today. Uh, let's get into some. Let's play a lightning round here, Kenny. I'm just going to throw some stuff at you and, uh, and, and see what happens. Semifinals of the NCAA champs. Liam Draxel, Canadian, unbelievable, young Canadian, sophomore at uh, University of Kentucky. He was the number one seed, which is unheard of for a Canadian. He made it all the way to the semifinals. He lost to the, I believe it was the number six seed from Florida, Sam Riffix, uh, 6-1 in the third set. He kind of ran out of steam. Uh, Draxel had won a bunch of three setters leading up to that. And I believe in the match before that, or maybe the round of 16, he saved a couple of match points. You know, we had his father, uh, Coach Brian Draxel from Newmarket on our show, um, oh, maybe three, four months ago, and we spoke about Liam and how well he's doing. So nice to see a young Canadian doing exceptionally well on the NCAA Tour. Lightning round number two, webinar with top Canadian players. Yeah, I was fortunate enough, Jim, to uh, do a webinar with some uh, Canadians. They did one for the females and one for the males. You can find them online. What happened was we had... Um, Layla, Bianca, Jeannie, and Rebecca Marino join in for a one-hour Q&A with young, kind of under-18 tennis fans from across the country. And we did another one with Braden Schnur, Vasek, uh, Felix, and Milos join in with young players from across the country in a Q&A where the players could ask the uh, ATP and WTA stars questions. And uh, it was really cool. It would like little six-year-olds would get on and say, hi, Bianca, hi, Bianca, and ask how much she trained and what she did when she wasn't playing tennis. They asked Rebecca Marino what her favorite music was, and she talked about trying to play music loud when she was at a club and, you know, other members of that club looking at her and asking kind of to turn the music down. It was really a neat, special thing for the kids, and we had hundreds of kids from across the country. And the players on the WTA and ATP Tour, our young Canadian stars, recognized what our young Canadian juniors have gone through and wanted to give back in this moment of need in our country. And it was really special for these kids to, uh, to listen in. It was, it was really something I've never seen before. As demonstrated with two decades' worth of giving advice in CP24's weekly hot property program, Vince Gaetano of owlmortgage.ca has educated homeowners on how to utilize their home to build wealth. Follow Vince on Instagram at Vince G Mortgage or DM directly with your questions. Owlmortgage.ca. Uh, just enough time, 90 seconds left for the final one. Gabby and Layla and Dubs. I love it. You know, it's nice to see the Canadians team up. We've got Sharon Fishman. Gabby and Layla that are both playing doubles at a very high level on tour. 
And Canadians are always wondering, why don't Canadians team up together? And it's a great question. I'm not really sure. We had uh, Grant Connell and Glenn Michibata played some doubles for years on tour. And then Grant kind of went off on his own. And I think the reason might be, you know, I asked Daniel Nestor one time who his favorite partner was that he played with of all time. And he said, none of them. He said, by the time he was done playing with them, they didn't talk anymore. And maybe that's why Canadians don't play together. We're too nice. You start playing with a fellow Canadian, you start disliking one another because it is such a challenge to be out there and play on tour. But really excited to see it. You know, Gabby Dabrowski doesn't get enough uh, coverage out there. She's a heck of a doubles player. And Leila Fernandez adds that, you know, that youth, a little bit of youth to the team, that exuberance. And she's a lefty, which is going to really bring that lefty dynamic to the team. I'm looking for great things. The draw's not out yet for the ladies' doubles yet. But I'm looking for great things from Gabby and Leila in doubles at the French Open. And go Canada, go. Nice to see them teaming up together. I want to thank our sponsors, Racket Guys, Fox Group at IG, Private Wealth Management, Scoglin Homes, and OwlMortgage.ca. Coming up next at the top of the hour, Perry Lefko will join me on Yes Guy, and we'll be back with Tennis Talk Canada next week, special time only next week at 10 a.m. Thanks for stopping by. Enjoy your weekend.